I love that song. Jesus paid it all. It's uh, my buddy Shady. He always, uh, I always laugh at him because I'm not a big hymn guy. I like I like the more upbeat songs, but uh, that hymn, I love it so much. It just it speaks it speaks the gospel, and that's why we're here, isn't it? Aren't we here because of the gospel? We're here because Jesus did pay it all, and the reason why we live the life that we live today is because he died on that cross for us. So praise God for that. Um, This morning, we're going to be talking about serving a miraculous God. And uh, I loved, 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 loved how during praise and prayer concerns today, there were so many praise reports and so many miracles that have happened just in this congregation, just in the past week that we've had. And the miracles that are going to continue to... uh, to be performed and that God is going to see. And the reason why I'm talking on this today is because um, on the mission trip, we did devotions every single night. And one of the devotions that we had was um, about miracles. And we talked about it. And uh, I don't know if we really understand what a miracle is. Or, um, we, you know, sometimes we think a miracle has to be this big, giant, huge thing that happened back in the Bible days whenever, um, you know, God would split the Red Sea or God would allow Noah to build an ark the size of what it was or um, how just he would turn uh, staffs into snakes. And, you know, we think of those as miracles. But we heard miracles here today. We heard professing miracles from people here in the crowd. Think about all the different times in your life that God has worked a miracle. It could be a health issue. Maybe you were battling something and, and God instantly cured you from it. I have an example of that this week. Um, some of us are kind of battling some sickness. I know Eric is from the Dominican. And uh, the Sunday night, we got back Sunday morning. And that Sunday night, I was laying in bed and uh, I woke up and had like this awful chill, like a fever type thing. My head was pounding. Um, I, I barely had enough energy to get up out of my bed to go take something. Um, as I was walking to my kitchen, I was like stumbling. I was dizzy. I took my medicine. I turned my heat up because I was so cold. Grabbed, an, grabbed another blanket and I laid in bed. And I, this sounds pathetic, but I laid there just shivering. And I just prayed to God. I said, God, just get me through this night. I said, I, 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 I have never felt this bad ever. And I just prayed there. I just prayed for like 10 straight minutes that God would just take this pain away. And wouldn't you know it, Monday morning I woke up and you would have, I never never thought anything was wrong with me that day. So it's just small things like that that God shows his power. And the only way that you can see those miracles happen today is if you have your eyes open to them. You have your eyes and you're looking for where God has worked. We had this theme on the mission trip. Every single uh, devotion that we'd have um, mentioned Shady again, but he would always ask us, where did you see God today? Where did you see God? Some of us see God every single day, and some of us, God is working in our lives, but we don't see it all the time. And why is that? Is it because we just choose not to look? Is it because we choose that we're too busy, that we just get wrapped up in our world, and we just don't think on God and what he's doing? Or is it that we have a lack of faith that God can actually do miracles in our lives. The main scripture this morning, we're going to be out of Matthew. We're going to be out of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26. 
It says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you this morning, and Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this service. We thank you for um, the, the worship. Lord, we thank you for the uh, fellowship that we're having. We thank you for the praise reports we heard this morning, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Whether we see it or not, we know that you are working. We know that you are constant. We know that you are the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow, that you are constantly with us. You're constantly working. And Lord, I pray this morning as we dig into your word and we start to see a trend of miracles that have happened in the Bible, starting with the Old Testament to the New Testament and to today, that we can understand that you are God and you are powerful and you are still working today. Lord, I pray that you empty myself of me right now and you fill me up with your Holy Spirit and deliver a message of faith, deliver a message of power, deliver a message of uh, constant presence of you, Father God. Lord, we just thank you and we love you. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. So as you look in your message notes, the first thing I have down is called biblical miracles. And every time we hear the word miracles, instantly we think of miracles that happen in the Bible. Do you understand that there were miracles that God performed in the Old Testament, miracles that Jesus performed in the New Testament, and yes, miracles that the apostles performed in the New Testament? God has been working miracles from day one, whenever he said, let there be light, and there was light. Whenever God created this work, that is a miracle in itself, that a a being, that we, you know, a God that we serve could just command something to be there and it be there. That is a God that we serve, that is a God that constantly works through us. So to think that miracles can't happen today... I mean, sorry if this offends people, but that's a joke. Because miracles happen every single day. And you look in the Old Testament, we're going to look at some of the miracles that were performed in the Old Testament. And I mentioned one already, is the parting of the Red Sea. If you think about that, and you think about whenever the people approached the sea, and they got there, and you've got the army of Egypt coming behind, and you're thinking, holy cow, what are we going to do? We're stuck. But no, Moses had a plan, and he, God told him to raise his staff. And what did he do? He raised it with faith. And whenever he raised that with faith, God performed a miracle, and the sea parted. I don't know the exact dimensions of the sea, but I'm sure it wasn't just a little creek that they could have walked through. Otherwise, they would have done it. This was a huge, huge just body of water that they had to cross. And whenever he raised that staff in faith, God performed a miracle. You go farther on, um, you think about the building of the ark. How, how do you think Noah felt when God approached him and said, Noah, I'm going to be flooding the earth and I want you to build a boat? You know, Noah's probably thinking, okay, I can build a little raft. No, I want you to build a ark the size of two football fields. I want you to build this. Noah probably thought that God was nuts. He probably thought, what am I going to be doing here Building this ark, it's going to take forever. People are going to look at me and think I'm just absolutely out of my mind. But what did Noah do? In faith, he thought, he knew that God was going to come through and God was going to fulfill his purpose. And because God was going to fulfill his purpose and Moses had faith in that, or not not Moses, Noah had faith in that, Noah built the ark. And what happened? The flood came. A miracle happened. Noah and his family were saved because of his faith. One of my favorite stories about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love that story. That they, 
they knew that they served a God that they worshipped in heaven, that God told him they were to worship no other gods before me. And then they would bring out that, that uh, big old golden cow or whatever it was, and they would sit there and worship it. And they said, bow down. But these three men, having faith in God, knowing very well what would happen to them if they did not bow down to this God that they were serving, that they would be persecuted. But they knew what God had told them. They knew that God had said, listen, I am the only God you serve. I am the only God you bow down to. And because of their faith that God told them that, they didn't bow down. And what happened? They got thrown into a furnace. Did they burn? No. Three men went in. Four men, four men were in there. God sent his angel to protect them. Because they had faith, a miracle was performed. David and Goliath. David and Goliath. People were trembling over the fact that this Goliath guy was absolutely destroying people. You're thinking of a man that's nine feet tall, built. I wouldn't want to take him on. Okay? He, he's sitting there, and the, the, uh, the army's just kind of shaking. They're trembling at him. They're so scared. But then what does David do? David has faith. David knows that God's going to be with him. And what does he do? He steps up there, slings his rock at him, hits him, dead. Miracle. A miracle. And the New Testament, Alex read this morning out of our call to worship. That's one of my favorite stories, too, because it shows what a miracle consists of. This lady who had been uh, discharging of blood for her, most of her entire life, and she had never found anybody that could heal her. And she starts hearing stories about this guy named Jesus and how he's been healing people and how he's something special and how he's probably the Messiah and that he has come to earth to save people. And she has faith that if she could just get a little touch, if she could just touch Jesus just a little bit, just to touch his cloak, that she could be healed. That is faith right there, people, because how many people would think just by touching of a cloak she could be healed. But it wasn't just the cloak. It's not like the, Jesus always walked around in this magical cloak that whenever people touched it, it was just automatic healing because the cloak was magical. No, that's not what it was. It was because Jesus was God. And because she had faith that Jesus was God and that he all, was all-powerful and he had the power to heal her, when she reached out and touched it, boom. She reached out in faith and was healed. Feeding the 5,000. Remember, we talk all the time about this story. But do you understand how ridiculous that is with the small portion amount of food that they had that it just started multiplying? Uh, luckily, my dad's not here today, so he don't have to cry about me telling this story. But the story of the prison cookies. Dad tells me that story all the time. and He's sobbing most of the time, but, I mean, that's normal. But um, that, it's just a miracle. It's a miracle of the feeding the 5,000 in today's world. Chris and dad, they had faith that if they just kept passing cookies out, that God would supply. And what did he do? He did. And even had more left over. Talk about the disciples doing miracles. You read in the book of Acts, and you see um, Acts chapter 3, where uh, Peter and John are going to the gate of beautiful. I've done a sermon on it before. And they perform a healing uh, a miracle on a man who uh, had been paralyzed his entire life. And why did they do that? Because they had faith in God that God told them that's what they were supposed to do. So what did he do? He went out there and helped him back up. Miracle. Paul, Paul, Apostle Paul, performed many miracles in the Bible. We could just start going over and over and over some of the different things that he did. 
all of these people have the common denominator. And that's my next, that's my next section there on the notes. It's a common denominator. And the common denominator in every single one of those miracles that were performed by God was faith. Was faith. What is faith? Faith, if we go to Hebrews chapter 11, it's where we always turn to for faith. Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For by, for by it the people of old received their uh, commend, commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And then it goes on to talk about the, we call it the biblical hall of fame. And it starts talking about different people in their lives and how that they performed through faith because they had faith. And you read down in there, I mean, you start going on, you, you know, you talk about Abel and Abraham and, uh, you know, Moses. Um, a lot of the people I've mentioned already, David, you know, you start talking about those people and you start thinking of some of the great things that they did. Mere humans, mere humans, but the things that they were be able to accomplish was because they had faith that God was going to work through them. Do we understand that faith is required in all miracles? And I'm talking miracles such as, you know, we prayed this morning for, uh, for Jamie. We prayed for Jamie this morning. Did you have, do you have faith in this room today that God can heal Jamie? Do you have faith in that? Yes, I have 100% faith that God can heal Jamie. I have 100% faith that God can heal anybody in here. And if we start praying like that and we start praying with faith, God can work. Because God, because faith in God helps us understand that God is powerful. And that there is nothing, nothing that is impossible. Through man, it is impossible. If we would go right now and we would try to heal Jamie it would be impossible for us because we are not God. We are not God. But through our prayers and turning that power over to God and we stop trying to take the power onto ourselves and we start saying, God, heal her. God, take her. Take her and, feel, and heal her. Get her back to full strength. Whenever we pray that, that's when he works. But what happens sometimes? Sometimes we start to doubt. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like America today is starting to put God in a box. And we're starting to say, God, this is what you can do, and you can't do anything outside of that box because that's, that's just what we, that's what we know. That's what we know. That's all you can do. And we start limiting God's power. We start saying, God, God, you know, uh, we pray this, but can God really do it? I don't know if you've ever been there before, but I have sent up prayers before that I haven't felt 100% about. That I pray and I think, man, I, I'm gonna, I'll pray, but I just don't know. I just don't know. What a shame that is. Because when I'm praying that, I'm saying, God, I want you to take care of this situation. It may be a little bit too much for you to handle. And if it is, I understand. But I I just want to send up a prayer just in case. No, that's not how we should pray. When we should pray, we should pray with full 100% confidence that God is going to work. It may not work out in the way that we want it to. But it tells us that God works all things for the good of his people. For those who love Christ Jesus, God works together for the good. So we're talking about we may not see what our good is, and we may not see a situation come about in the way it does, and we may think, man, God, that, he didn't really work in there. But he did. But he does. And when we start to see the full picture coming around, then we start to see, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I pray something, and, you know, four or five weeks later, 
I may get an answer. I may get an answer right then. But then it may be the answer like, oh, that's not really what I was hoping for. And then, uh, you know, months will go by or a couple years will go by. And you'll look back on that prayer and you'll think, man, if I would have got what I wanted there, I would be in a mess. But God provides us with what he needs to give us. And we need to have faith in that. Faith in God rather than faith in man. Sometimes we put so much faith in ourselves and other people that we are let down and we're disappointed. But when we put faith in God, it tells us in Matthew 19, 19, verse 26, that through man, this is impossible, but through God, everything is possible. Miracles today. Do miracles happen today? Do miracles happen today? If, if, if you sit in here today and you say no, I'm here to tell you that they do. I've seen that miracles happen today. We have witnessed miracles in here today. Eric mentioned a story about a man named Tai Chi. Tai Chi came to us um, in August and uh, came to my Bible study over at my house. And Tai Chi came in not knowing a single thing about God. Not knowing a single thing. But he came with questions. Britton Cheryl had talked about it. You know, Matt had talked about it. He had, he had heard things about God. Uh, tai Chi was around whenever, um, you know, Emily passed away. So he had questions about death. He had questions about where do you go. He had different things about that. And then when he came in, he blasted me and Chris Raber with questions. Question after question after question after question about God. God was working on him right then. And what did God do? God allowed myself... Chris, Eric, Matt, anybody that was involved with Tai Chi, God allowed us to be the vessels that would speak to Tai Chi through him. And what did he do? God performed a miracle. How in the world could an 18-year-old from Tokyo, Japan, end up in Montgomery, Indiana, and be saved? Taichi said whenever he got his, uh, his location, whenever he said he was going to study abroad, they said Montgomery, Indiana, and he said, where is that? And then he said he got off the plane in Evansville, and I said, what would you think? He goes, there was nothing anywhere. And I, I'm going to venture to say, coming from one of the biggest cities in the entire world to Montgomery, Indiana, Taichi probably thought, there's nothing here for me. Nothing here for me. And Taichi left with anything far greater than he could find anywhere else in the world, anything that we could have given him, God gave him that saving faith. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. 38 people load up on a plane to go to the Dominican Republic to build two houses, 90 percent of us, with the exception of Marty Norman Eldon, have no idea what we're doing. Team two has to have me as one of their more knowledgeable guys. <laughs> not, a, not a carpenter. But what happened? Two houses were built. Lord willing, both houses are still standing. 
I'm pretty sure they are. But we changed two lives of families that are right there. And you know what? We changed more than two lives. Because when we place those houses there, those houses are a representation of Christ. And those, those houses are going to lead more and more and more people to that saving knowledge of God. And why? Because he sent 30, I won't include them guys, 35 unequipped Davis Countyans to Dominican to build two houses. Miracle. Miracle. We have to acknowledge that faith, when we step out in faith and we stop staying back in our comfort zone and we stop staying back trying to just play it safe and just be okay with where we are, we have to understand that when we step forward in faith, when those 38 people stepped forward and said, I'll go to the Dominican, when they did that, God said, all right, be ready to be wowed. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. You want to see miracles today? Step out. Step out in faith. Take chances. Talk to somebody you don't know. Talk to that coworker at your, at your place of business that doesn't know God. There'll be a miracle done there. You may not see it right away, but if you place the gospel into their lives, God will take it, he'll mold it, he'll plant it, and he'll seed it, and it'll blossom into a miracle. That's what I love when Alex pointed out this morning. We see miracles all the time of people being healed. Um, You know, different situations happen all the time. But the greatest miracles we see are the miracles like we said about Tai Chi, and the greatest miracles we see are the ones we see about the Dominican. And it's the spiritual miracles. There have been times in my life where I have seen people, and I said, man, there's just, there's no way, there's no way that they're going to be able to come to God. They're just, their hearts are too hardened. And what happens every time? I see those people led to God. I see God grab a hold of them and take them and mold them. And why? Because those people that talked to them had the faith that God could work. More faith than what I have. My faith has grown. And because my faith has grown, I have seen things. I have seen God work. I have seen God uh, take people's lives and completely turn them around. I have seen people who have been at the lowest of low, basically hitting rock bottom, come to the Lord. It is amazing how this can happen. Psalms 135, 5 to 7. I want to turn there real quick. Psalm 135, 5 to 7. This is the God that we're going to talk about that that performs miracles. It says, For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it, is, he it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from the storehouses. That is power. I don't know if we understand how powerful our God is that we serve. Whenever you come to that realization of how powerful God is, then you start to think, okay, God, you're powerful, so let's start seeing stuff happen. And then what happens? God works his miracles out through individuals that have faith to open themselves to let God work through them. And then we see things happen because God is powerful. There's nothing that you're facing in your life right now today 
that God cannot get you through, that God cannot pull you out of, that God cannot change. I don't care what kind of illness it is. I don't care what kind of situation it is, whether it's a financial situation, a marriage problem, uh, a sex addict, a pornography addict, whatever it is, God can pull you out of it because God is all powerful. And if we just start putting the faith in God, then God can start working. But sometimes we just hold God back and we don't let him work. Step out, step out in that faith. The last part, why miracles? Why miracles? Josh, why are you talking about miracles today? Why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about faith? Why are you telling us we got to step out and we got to start doing stuff? And why can't we just sit back and just let God just do his stuff here? And then when it's time for us to go, we can just go spend eternity in heaven. Why, why can't we just do that? Why do we have to see miracles? Why do we have to see things done? Why do we have to see God working? Because here's the reason. It's the reason you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the only reason you did that is so you could go to heaven. Is the only reason that you have a salvation in God, is that the only reason why you serve God so you can go to heaven? If that's the reason why you serve God here this morning, I'm sorry, but that's selfish. Our job, and he tells us in the Bible that the greatest commandment of all is to love one another. When miracles are done, it is because we allow ourselves to do God's work. And we allow ourselves to step out and help our brothers and sisters who may be in in need. And when we say, God, use me, God says, all right, Josh, let's go. And when you get there and you start praying and God just consumes you and he starts taking over and you start speaking. And I'm not kidding you guys. There are times up here where I have been preaching and I go back and I watch it on the videotape and I don't remember some of the stuff that I've said. Because why? Because it's not me up here. It's not me delivering this message to you this morning. It is not me who goes to Dominican. It's not me who led Tai Chi to God. It is God working through me. Amen? We need to start understanding that when we step back and we put ourselves behind and we start looking for other people and we start understanding that God wants to work through us and God wants to do amazing work through us, he tells us, Jesus tells us that he sent us somebody new because he was leaving. He sent us the Holy Spirit. And what does he tell us? He tells us that you... You will do far greater things than these. The things that, God, that Jesus did on earth. He tells us that we're going to do far greater things. Because we can lead people to the salvation of Jesus Christ. He died on that cross, not so that you could be saved. He died on that cross so that all could be saved. And the thing is, sometimes we take that salvation of Jesus dying on the cross for us and we keep it right here. And we don't let anybody else have it. And we want, we're, just, we're selfish with our salvation. And I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but being selfish with your salvation is a bad problem. Because my, what God tells me to do in the Great Commission of Matthew 28 is he tells me to go, therefore, and spread the good news, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What we did here Monday night is exactly what God tells us to do. A spiritual miracle is the greatest thing that God can do here on earth. When he allows you to be the person that leads somebody to Christ and understand the love that God has for them. Why else am I talking about miracles? Because we live in the United States of America. And to be quite honest, we are in a terrible, terrible 
time. A terrible time. What right seems wrong and wrong seems right. Every single time you turn on the TV, you see something about it. I'm watching the ESPYs the other night, and I see that Caitlyn Jenner gets the award for courage. Where has, our, uh, our, where has our country gone to where we are glorifying those who are stepping out in sin? We do it right here in Montgomery, Indiana, too. We glorify those people who are stepping out in sin. Jesus tells us that there are going to be times. I told these guys here, whenever they asked, where can we see God in America? Where do you see God working back home? And you know what I said? I said, no matter what you think about America and how bad off we are, I see God. Did he not tell us that this was going to be coming? Did he not tell us, did we not read in Revelation that there was going to be things that are going to be coming where wrong is going to seem right and right is going to seem wrong and we're going to go through tribulation and we're going to go through problems and we're going to go through times where we as Christians are going to be persecuted. Did he not tell us that? If he tells us that, then my goodness, I am jumping for joy that this stuff's happening. Because why? Because it tells me that God knew and that God still wins. No matter what is going on in the United States or even in the world, God sits at his throne and he is still all-powerful. And at the time of day when nobody knows, he's going to come back and he is going to bring his people back to heaven and he is going to make us perfect again. So for us to sit and worry about everything that's going on out here is pointless. It's pointless. Because we serve a God that is so, more, so much more powerful than what is going on at, in, the, in the White House. So much more powerful than what's going on all across the United States. All that's going on across the world. God is more powerful than all of that. And it's time for us as Christians to step up. And it's time for us as Christians to step out and start exercising that faith that they talk about. The faith faith of a mustard seed that can move mountains. This isn't anything new, guys. This This isn't anything new. Jesus tells us that we have the faith. If we have the faith of a mustard seed, just this much faith, that God can work, we can move mountains. Mountains. Physical mountains, mountains in our lives. We can do that with the strength of God that he provides for us. This morning, the last song that we're going to sing, my, one of my all-time favorite songs, and it is exactly what we need to hear this morning. It is exactly what we need in order to step out and start seeing miracles work and start seeing God work through us and start seeing God work in our towns, in our cities, in our government, in our country, in our world. It is what we need. And what we need is Him. There is nothing, nothing that we can't accomplish or that we can't do with God living in us. By ourselves, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The song we're going to sing is, Lord, I need you. Because ultimately, we need him. If we're going to step forth, and we are willing servants of God, and we're willing to start saying, oh, you know what, Josh? I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing what God's saying. I want to leave here, and I want to start 
I want to start living. I want to start living a life for God. I want to start putting Him a priority. I want to start seeing people brought out of the darkness into the light. I want to see God heal people. I want to pray for people. I want to start living a life that is on fire for God. The only way you can do that is by having the Lord inside you. We need Him. Every hour, we need Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we just come to you as humbled servants, Father God. Lord, the reason we come to you as humbled servants today, Father, is because we understand that we are weak. We understand that we are not knowledgeable. We understand that we are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Lord, we understand, just like I said this morning, as as we stand in, in front of the ocean and we see the ocean and how great it is, we understand how small we are. But God, whenever we step out in faith and we say, God, you are the Savior of our lives, you're the Lord of our lives, and we want to start doing work in you, and we want you to start working through us, we understand that you raise us up. You raise us up above the mountains. You raise us up so we can preach. You raise us up so we can pray. You raise us up so we can do things in your son's name. Lord, I pray Matthew 19 verse 26 over these people this morning, Lord, that they understand that with man it is impossible, but with God it is, nothing is impossible. No matter what situation these people come to, Uh, this morning with Father God, that they understand that they serve a God that is powerful, that they serve a God that is loving, and that they serve a God that wants to have a relationship with them. And once they accept that relationship, Father God, that they can start moving forward and they can start proclaiming your name. And Lord, that we pray that that the enemy has no power in the lives that we have here today. Lord, that the enemy has no power over us because we take the power away from him by having you live inside of us. Lord, I pray this morning that we take this message that you've given us. We take this message of going and having faith in you, no matter what mess we're in, and you can provide. We pray that that be the, the, the drive that we have for this week. And Lord, ultimately, for our lives going here forward. We thank you so much for sending your son. Because without you sending your son to die for our sins, we could never be at this point. We could never be to this point where we can accept you into our lives and we can allow you to work through us. Lord, you have set the table. You are waiting for us. Lord, I pray that our faith be grown. I pray that our, 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 com- our, our walls be broken down and we step out of our comfort zone and we start working for you. We love you and we thank you. In your heavenly name we pray, amen.